time for more Scott Weinberg on the law on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, criminal attorney Scott Weinberg. How many of you think that the courts are going to the dogs? Well, at the 52nd District Court in Novi, Judge Brian McKenzie, a former prosecutor, assistant Michigan Attorney General, and a judge of the Novi Court for over 20 years, is involved in the program to help kids testify in court using dogs. Judge, how can a dog help a kid testify in court? Well, if you look at the research on the interaction between children and dogs, you find that there's a very positive, in fact, therapeutic response that they have to being around a dog. It's, they use them in hospitals now. They use them in many settings. And the thought here really is when a kid comes in to testify in a case, say a sexual assault case, whatever the outcome of the case is going to be, it's going to be a pretty traumatic experience for the kid. So what you do is you have a special room set up in the court where they can be while they're waiting to testify. And in that room, you have an individual uh, who's brought a specially trained dog for them to be with. And the evidence tends to suggest this makes the experience less traumatic for them. Okay. But you actually bring the dog into the court, too? That's something that would have to be asked for by the prosecutor and on a motion, and then I'd have to look at what the law says. The program, as we have designed it in our court right now, is merely to have the dog with them in the waiting room. So really making them real comfortable sitting in the uh, side room, and then most of them, when they come in, they're, they're basically uh, still but they're still represented by one of them, the victim witness advocate from the prosecutor's office, though, right? No, well, there is a victim witness advocate often there, but this particular program is being conducted by, is, is being run by a private foundation uh, <clears throat> that has spent the last two years working with uh, a dog that was a leader dog who changed occupations. In this case, uh, Amos had uh, a tendency to pull, which didn't make him an appropriate dog for a leader dog, but he has, turns out he has a special affiliation with children. And so he becomes the perfect uh, child victim advocate dog. And I was reading, Judge, that they, uh, these are for the leader dogs. Obviously, they donated the services, but it's really a, an expensive proposition for them in terms of, I was reading it costs $20,000 to uh, train a dog. That's what the foundation has done uh, in terms of working on this training, between the leader dog training, the donation of the dog to the uh, <clears throat> canine advocacy program, and then the training that the canine advocacy program is taking on with Amos. But it doesn't cost the court anything, right? You guys aren't using it. Cost the court and the taxpayers nothing, uh, which is one of the really wonderful things about this program from a governmental standpoint. Uh, this is all foundation approved. Uh, they have, there's a 501c3 foundation that is in charge of this. You're not sick of the dog in any of the defendants, are you? No. You're not going to put no. it on my claim? No, no, and here's the thing. The court processes, you can separate out what the end result of a court process is. In other words, when I get a case into my courtroom, I have to decide, you know, felony case, whether a crime's been committed and whether I think there's some evidence the defendant did it. If I do that, I send it to circuit court for trial. I have a kid, though, in that who's going to be testifying. Whatever I'm going to find on the end result, isn't it better for everyone if the kid is given an experience that's less traumatic? 
Well, that's for sure. And, you know, I I used to be a prosecutor, too, like you, and I used to be in the section, and I interviewed, I mean, hundreds of kids. And so much of the time, whether it ever happened or not, you never know if a kid is not willing to feel comfortable enough even to talk about it, even to say, this didn't happen. Uh, you know, my mom made me come forward or, yeah, or to actually feel comfortable to, uh, to go forward with it. It's really making the witness and suspense, in this case, a kid comfortable at least to uh, share what the honest truth is. When I was talking with Dan Cogent, the individual who's in charge of this program, he was talking about a training he had out in Washington State um, where he watched a kid who was reluctant to talk about what had happened suddenly open up when the dog was in the room. And this program, from our standpoint, from the court standpoint, is merely about the kid in the courthouse. But the Canine Advocacy Program has a broader attempt, and they want to be in contact with this kid from the very beginning, which I think would be an improvement, uh, because I think it would allow for more information and perhaps more honest information. We're talking to uh, Judge McKenzie from the 52nd District Court. You know, Judge, I mean, you guys have done a lot of good things there, and one of the ones that, quite frankly, I always thought was a great program was the sobriety court. What's yeah. going on with the sobriety court these days? Oh, well, we're we're coming up on our 10th year of doing that, and uh, it's been a um, remarkably good program. Um, they, we just had the Supreme Court study uh, outcomes. And they looked at a two-year period, and they found that anybody who entered that program and completed it did not recidivate in the two years following their entry into the program. They never got rearrested. Uh, and if you included, even included the individuals who didn't make it through the program, the recidivism rate was only 6%. Tell us just briefly, what exactly is the sobriety court? Well, it's a drug court program. It's designed to take people who have the most intensive problems with alcohol, who are if not physically addicted to alcohol, severely psychologically addicted to it, and to put them through an intense program where you teach them uh, how to rebuild the honesty and structure of their lives. Because alcohol, or any drug actually, that you become addicted to tends to destroy those things. And so what we do is we put them in a very structured environment. We make them test. We make them go to a 12-step program every day. We make them go to counseling twice a week. They see their probation officer every week. They see me on a regular basis. And we build this structure around them to make sure that they're actually doing what we've told them to do and that they're doing it right. And then as they do better in this program, we start giving them rewards that help, that encourage them to continue in this process. And the outcomes have just been fabulous. Uh-huh. Beyond anything I would have anticipated when I started. What, what did I hear rumor that the Oakland County Prosecutor's Office is not pulling out, but they're limiting their involvement? Uh, you're going to have to ask the prosecutor about that. She is participating in my sobriety court. Well, that's good, because I know that uh, some of the other ones she isn't, quite frankly. That's, when, that's what I'm told, but, you know, that's a discussion with another court because she's been kind enough to participate in our program. Well, I tell you, it, and I practice in many different courts, I always like the innovative things that that court does. One of the things that I know that you haven't had an opportunity to, to, to hear about before is our new Veterans Court. What's going on with that? Well, Veterans Court is a sort of hybrid court between a drug court and a mental health court that focuses on individuals who decided to serve their country, who have served their country. Um, went to Vietnam, went to Iraq, uh, Bosnia, where they went. As a result of their military experience, came back, say, with post-traumatic stress or addiction problems, um, whatever it was or is, and as a result of that, got into trouble, got arrested. 
And we just started it in January, and it's one of the most interesting things I've done in a long time. And I've about one individual that's in it. Uh, there was a man who was in Iraq uh, and was hit with a mine blow up. His ribs were shrapnel in his ribs. His hand was hurt. And on any given day when he came back from Iraq, he was a 7 on a pain scale of 10. Um, I think he was having some issues with regard to his experience, uh, and he was arrested for operating on the influence of narcotics, marijuana in this case. Um, and we, he decided to enter into sobriety court, and working with the VA, who's a partner in this program, the Veterans Administration, and veterans groups and the County Veterans Administration, we've been working with this young man, and we got him some, given the pain levels he was operating on and given how the many medications, we asked the VA to go out and take a complete new look at him to see if we couldn't help him in ways with regards to these medical issues. Well, it turned out that most of his pain as a result of the battlefield surgery he had in Iraq. Hmm. Um, how, long, and so, how long had he been back from Iraq? He'd been back for a couple of years. Well, a year and a half, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure of that, but I think a year and a half. In any event, um, he just got operated on last week um, to fix the problem. And they tell me that when he's healed, most if not all of that pain that he was suffering, and that I think was driving some of his use of marijuana, uh, will be gone. And this is a wonderfully intelligent individual. And he is um, really, I think, moving in a positive direction. And I wouldn't, I've never been able to sentence someone, and as part of that sentence, help them get an operation that solved at least some of what was driving the criminal behavior. It's a really unique and I think wonderful new tool in the bag I have to help people not commit new crime. Well, it's uh, typical, I think, of what you've done. I mean, you really have been an innovative judge in many different ways. And to have a client that can be uh, taken into a special program that's not even with the sobriety corps, but specialized for someone with a veteran, I think is a great idea. Well, it, 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 there are very few of them in the country, and uh, it's been really one of the the best thing I've done recently. I'm very pleased with the current approach. We have a number of individuals in there, and... I had a sobriety court session and a veterans court session on Tuesday, and it was a delight to watch how well the people in those programs are doing. We're talking to Judge McKenzie. You know, I can't let you go until I know I, and let the audience know that you had an Olympic daughter, didn't you? Yes, I did. My daughter, Kate, was uh, a member of the United States Olympic team in 2004, uh, and it was a real joy to watch her go participate uh, on behalf of the United States. And it was a particular pleasure in that that was the year that the, the Olympics were held in Greece. Well, we've uh, had an opportunity to talk with Judge McKenzie. Really, it's been a pleasure learning more about the court. And I want to thank you for coming here on Weinberg Law and hope to have you back soon, Judge. Thank you.